0: Welcome to Different from the Other Kids, a weekly podcast for parents of challenging children
1: with your host, Angela Sunis, author of the Amazon best-selling book, Different from the Other Kids. Each week, Angela interviews an individual or professional within
0: the mental health community. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Different from the Other Kids. I'm Angela Sunis, and I am sitting here one more time with William Michael Forbes, He has a website if you want to go look him up. He's at www.williammichaelforbescoaching.com. He's also on Facebook. You can look him up by that name. I remember what I was going to ask you. I'll ask you that next. Keep having these sidebar conversations just to me trying to save some of this stuff to the computer. And they are fascinating. And William has, I feel like he's got a toolbox that is gigantic to deal with so much of mental angst that that we can experience in in our lifetimes and i really appreciate that he's sharing these with us we were just having a sidebar conversation about the mind body connect and williams just said something profound and i said hold on to that i said because i want you to i want to put this on a recording so that you guys could all listen to it so you were remembering better than me what we were just talking about so if you wouldn't mind expound on The Mind-Body Connect, if you would mind, William. Thank you. I'd be very happy
1: to do that. But 1st say thank you again for having me here, Angela. I really appreciate it. The Mind-Body connection is only an aspect of who and what we are. What humans really are is a non-physical consciousness called soul that utilizes energy in the form of emotion. I always say that our emotions are our personal energy in motion. That, That emotional energy comes from a source we don't know what that source is, but we utilize it all the time. But the soul is who I am. It's who you are. It's the non-physical part that experiences and expresses through physical matter called the body, through a mental mechanism called the mind that we can change and alter at will. And we've proven that anybody can change the body. Anybody can change the mind if they have enough knowledge and experience. But the soul is predominantly the aspect of self that I, in my work, am focusing on bringing awareness to on the planet so that because if everybody knew that the body and mind isn't who they are, they would have no need to compare themselves to anybody. Mm-hmm. They would have no need to take anything from anybody. They'd only have the need to recognize they came here to express and be what they came here to be, mm-hmm. whether that's love or fear. And there, and, and, and there are no limitations on that. And the universe doesn't say I can't build a sun that's ten times bigger than the sun that you know, or that I can't I can't crash planets together and create a or create a whole new solar system. This universal awareness, this energy that permeates all time and space, doesn't have restrictions or limitations, so it actually allows people the right to choose to be destructive, the right to choose to create more life, the right to do anything they choose to do with life, and the soul, when it is awakened, knows that it has choice, it's not the thoughts, it's the thinker, it's not the feelings, it's the feeler, it can direct both and be subjective to neither.
0: He just keep, I keep getting chills and he just keeps uh, stuff that comes out of your mouth. It just, it resonates so highly with me. I was just sharing with William that I have had such a negative connotation to my mother passing. It's actually three years today that she passed. And I go through, oh dear, I've been going through some really challenging times during the anniversaries, during Mother's Days, during Christmases, whatever it happens to be. And what's really interesting is I've been on this real spiritual meditative um physical expression of uh, mind body connect items for, I guess, like full on about eight months of really trying to put it into my physical body and trying to put it into my psyche. And it's been a a real practice. And I, my affiliation with my mother's death is, is so different because it's not death. It really isn't death she has transitioned. She's still there. She's just not physically here, but energetically and for all intents and purposes, she is still present. So I, I have a completely different way. I, we, and I wouldn't have been able to have this conversation a year ago That's correct. today. I, it was two, two to two and a half <clears throat> weeks worth of unbelievable, terrible pain. Yeah. And it was, it was not only emotional pain, it was physical pain, but going through this journeying, and why I'm bringing this up is to encourage anybody on the other side that wants to know more about this stuff. Maybe you give William Michael a call. Connect with him. Go through and go to his website. There's, I wanted to bring up, he has another Facebook page, William does, and it's called Soul Evolution. And if you want to connect on this level and learn a little bit more about it, William, if you wouldn't mind, just give us a little bit about who's on that page and what you're accomplishing with it.
1: Well, I have several pages. Soul Evolution is a is a separate Facebook page from my personal Facebook page. Uh, on my personal Facebook page, I represent a lot of the knowledge and wisdom that I've acquired over the years and the truths about life that I understand, as I understand it to be, to the general public, um, to have the opportunity to make their own judgments and assessments about it and to inspire and empower and uplift others to grow to that state of what I call soulhood. The page Soul Evolution is designed specifically to focus on ideas and concepts that allow the individual to differentiate between body-mind till they recognize the body and the mind are just vehicles through which we express, much like uh, your body and my body are just transmitting and receiving stations in reality for information that right now I'm putting out in the form of a sound wave to you. Mm -hmm. But where this sound wave originates is not a physical place, it's a non-physical place. And that's the place I truly reside. And when people make their transition, what people don't realize is if if we have two radio sets beside each other, and we got them both tuned to say 1050. chum. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can hear them. If we turn one up louder, we'll hear that one more. If we turn the other one up louder, we'll hear that one more. If we break one and we don't hear that one anymore, it doesn't mean the signal is not still there. It just means that the medium through which that signal used to go is damaged or destroyed. But the soul in and of itself still exists. So I'm likening the soul to the signal mm-hmm. that comes through the radio. Whereas the other radio, which is still intact, is still able to broadcast. It's got a vehicle, a mechanism through which it can communicate. Now, I truly believe that when you know how to get out of your mind and out of your limiting beliefs about what life is and what life isn't, that you can tune into the frequency that that person broadcasted on and allow yourself to communicate directly to them, which is what mediumship is all about Mm -hmm. and channeling is all about. It's about understanding how to alter your frequency, Remember, our eyes and our ears, we only perceive about 1% of the visual and auditory spectrum with our physical bodies. So there's another 99% of consciousness experience in that spectrum that we can access, and all it requires is the proper focus and the proper training to get your mind to be able to be out of the way enough so that you can embrace different
0: things. Which is why I think this conversation is so exciting, because just like I believe I was able to change my association with my mother's death... I believe that anybody listening here has the ability to change the way that they think. Absolutely. And so does your child. Yeah. If they are experiencing, if you are experiencing mental health challenges, mental angst, challenges of whatever kinds that you happen to have in your life, it is possible to change this if only you knew how to tap into it, which is why I brought William here yeah. today. Yeah, when you understand that well,
1: well, <clears throat> emotion is an energy And we have a nervous system, and when we think thoughts and generate feelings, that energy goes through our nervous system and radiates out. I mean, the the scientific principle is, any time electrons are moving through a conductive surface, they create an electromagnetic field. Our nervous system, when we think a thought, sets off a flow of electrons through our nervous system, which generates an electromagnetic field, which radiates out. The stronger the emotion, the further out that emotion will radiate out from your body. So it's like if you're really upset even if you're not saying if, if somebody's really upset around you and even though they're not saying a word you can feel it because it's radiating out now with with children the process of children again this is my own personal understanding logic based on my life and my experience and there's different sciences on this but i don't i believe that children when they are born do not have a way of differentiating themselves from all that is so they just are that but they do recognize and can feel vibrations coming into the system mm-hmm. And as the child starts to develop language over the first couple of years, it also starts to have images. Children between zero and five are very telepathic. So oftentimes, when parents will say to a child that's, you know, just learned to crawl, they'll say, don't touch that over there, don't touch that glass on the coffee table. And the child goes for it anyway. And then, why are you doing that? But the reality is, the parent had an image in their mind of the child touching the glass, and the child reacts to the image, because they don't understand the language of don't do or don't do. But they always respond to the images. So, I often, with parents of, of young children that are challenging, I teach them how to focus on holding pictures in their mind that are conducive to the children's well being. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily controlling, because if you start, because that soul is a sentient being, even a newborn child, even a 2 year old or five, it's a sentient being that has its course and its path. So, to impose on it for your own convenience and comfort, as opposed to educating and helping you to expand,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, you might not get the results you desire.
0: Mm-hmm. But when mm-hmm. it's
1: truly in the interest of that child, you'll always get the results you desire.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I know for sure and this is as a result of launching the books and having parents actually speak to me directly uh, not so much through the podcast or anything like that but I do know there are a lot of parents out there and their children are in great pain and they have cut off communication with the parent yeah. um, in, and that being said that the parent end, ends up in as much if not more pain than the child is during this period of time. In dealing with these parents, it has been brought to my attention that it can help very much to try and energetically connect with that child, even if you can't be in their physical presence or if they don't want to see you. Unfortunately, a lot of these things manifest themselves where children can turn around and say, I don't want to see you anymore to a parent for uh, perhaps a good reason or not a good reason. It's just part of their journey. And the parent is, is sitting there holding this, not knowing how to do this, but they do want to connect and the child won't let them. So I'm walking through in a very roundabout way. William, could you help us or help the parent connect to the child energetically? What are the kinds of things that you would do? What would you walk them through in order to be able to do that?
1: That's a really great question. And I'm really glad you asked that question. First of all, the minute you think about someone or something, you set up what I call an energy connection instantaneously. For example, thinking about my mother right now, I can actually feel the connection there. And I know that in what I'm feeling and thinking about my mother at this moment has an impact on her. The more I think and feel it, the more impact it has. So we'll come back to the, two, we'll come back to the radio example. We've got the two radios. One radio station's broken. In this case, you could think of that broken. It's just been removed, it hasn't been broken. But it's in a different part of the country. We moved the radio to Vancouver. We've got one in Vancouver, one in Toronto. But they're both able to tune into the same station. If you can tune into the station, which is that child, the image, the identity that you know them to be, the feeling you have about them, you immediately start to affect them Im- immediately. So I always encourage parents to get connected to the most loving, positive feelings and outcomes they can. And, and most parents do this. They do this habitually. They just they want to do that. But to, to really feel the meaning and the truth of that feeling that you're having for them, their success, their happiness, their well-being, is inevitable. To get to that place where you, it's inevitable, it's as inevitable as I tell my hands to open and close, Right. When you get to a place where you can feel that what you feel has an impact in the world, and that's that's the real trick here. Once you can get to that that awareness that what you think and what you feel creates a physical reality in a different in certain degrees. And if there's no resistance to the idea that you have, there's no resistance in the world for it to manifest itself. The teachings of Abraham address the concept of non resistance when I encourage people to look into that if they want to understand non resistance in relationship to the creative process. But any parent moving themselves into their heart of love and really feeling that state of love inside and extending it outward, no matter whether that child is present or not. I know my mom had to do that for me when I was a, a crazy teen. And I was out doing stuff. I, was, I mean, I was a serious alcoholic and I was a serious methamphetamine addict for five years. So I understand what a mother's worry is can be, But I also understood a mother's love because she was able to communicate that to me. I, I feel strong in my heart that the love my mother held for me also helped me get through those things mm-hmm. Too, mm-hmm. to some
0: extent. Mm-hmm. So parents, your love is never, ever going to be wasted or to be thrown up into the ethos so they can't feel it. If you can connect with them energetically, actually picturing them William had also mentioned if our sidebar conversation if even if you have a picture of your son or daughter that you want to connect with you actually have to physically connect with them almost on a level before you mentally connect with them so conjure up the image of them make sure that they are that you actually think about them laughing or smiling or something like that as you're connecting and you will be able to change things from there one of the things as I say that I have experienced as a result from from other parents that disconnect from the children going through some of this stuff, different junctures of time, is is so painful. So that's a, a wonderful, amazing exercise okay. for anybody. Yeah, I yes, please.
1: please. I, I'd like to add to that. For people that, because uh, often all we'll deal with people that don't believe this at first, that they can actually affect people with their mm-hmm. thoughts. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's an exercise I've given clients, or I've taught in classes, where I have people go out to a, a coffee shop or a restaurant or a place they know, and to sit quietly in a corner and move themselves into a neutral state. Just be aware of what's there. Just take note of the environment and the general mood. The goal here is to recognize that you do influence time and space with your thoughts and your feelings. So in that place that you go to, you sit down for a few minutes, sense the space out, notice the mood, and then go into a state of internally just think the most happiest, joyful, funny, uplifting thoughts you can think for like a minute. Just get laughing in your head. Do whatever you can to make yourself positive and happy inside yourself without any overt physical activity. Just in your mind. See yourself jumping up and down, woohoo, I'm having fun, it's a great day, I love this life. And get right into that for one minute. And then sit and watch for the next minute and see how the mood has changed. And 99.9% of the time you start hearing people, even while you're doing it, you'll hear people laughing, you'll hear different things that resonate with what you're putting out. And then to validate further, you can do the reverse, go into a state of real sadness and depression. And uh, again, no over saying, but go into that and watch that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, high school kids know this. I love when I work with high school kids and they're, they're trying to sort through stuff. And I, I talk about the idea that they influence their friends with their thoughts. Mm-hmm. So, Cindy Lou or Johnny Smith is going down the hall and he's a nice, attractive girl. You've got a thing for this person. You look at me, you look at me, go, wow, oh, I really wish I could connect. And all of a sudden, they turn around, and they look at you. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, they're looking at me. Right? Well, these kids are actually directing a thought wave. At that person, and it connects them, and that person responds, or you're thinking about somebody, and they suddenly call you, or you run into them. It's because we connect with our thoughts and feelings all the time,
0: mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But
1: knowing you can do that consciously is what makes a difference.
0: Yes. Intentionally. Yes, the intention is there. Yeah. Yeah, for parents, that can be everything. If yep. they can connect on their own, yep. on their own side, that would be just amazing. Uh, So I wanted to thank William so much for coming. Uh, This has been an amazing three interview process. William does personal and professional life coaching. His tagline is make your life amazing. He wants to work with people and cultivate a new way of thinking. He likes to identify your limiting beliefs. Releasing some old patterns along with that is uh, really what he's all about. Um, Loves the thought of, Uh, bringing about self-healing that's what he's that's what he's concentrated on so thank you so much William if you want to connect with William please check out his website www.williammichaelforbescoaching.com may I ask I always like to ask at the end of my interviews when we've had such an amazing uh, series of talks here is there anything that you can think of William that has been left unsaid that you think might enhance things for our audience or uh, a parting thought
1: I guess what leapt out to me when you asked that question is this. Ask yourself, what is love? What is love as a feeling for you? And your body will know it. Your body will respond to it. And if you can ask yourself, what is love? And feel that within yourself. Just feel that response. And stay connected to that feeling. And focus on it. Nurture it. Grow it you can see real magic happen in your life. Because mm-hmm. love creates very different things than fear does. And most people go back and forth between love and fear, but if you can grab a hold of what is love to you, what does it feel like in your body? What is it as a thought in your mind? What is it as a picture in your life? You really own that, you can create a great transformation in your life.
0: That's amazing, William, thank you so much. That's. Uh... It's beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful way to be. I really appreciate that you have shared everything that you have today with with everybody on the other side and and with me here today. It's been a a beautiful, a beautiful uh, opportunity to get to know you better.
1: Truly an honor and a pleasure, Angela. Thank you for having me. I'm very grateful.
0: And thank you so much for everybody tuning in. And we will catch you next time. And now, a disclaimer. In general, I, Angela Soonis, am not a doctor, and I certainly don't play one on the internet. I'm a parent, period. The advice from me presented on different from the other kids does not replace advice received directly from a medical health professional. If you think you need help, I do recommend making an appointment with your physician or other appropriate health care provider.